0: Welcome to the Revel Podcast with Robbie and Cindy. I'm Robbie. That's Cindy. It's Monday, December seventh, two thousand fifteen. It's 1.46 p.m. We're doing an episode today because I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks, so we're going to miss two episodes. So we're recording two ahead of time. Today's topic is doing the right thing. I feel like we haven't covered that yet, have we?
1: Uh, only tangentially.
0: Okay. So the reason we brought this up is because we kind of feel like you always know what the right thing to do is in any given situation. You can kind of pretend like you don't, and you can postpone it, but ultimately I feel like you know what the right thing to do is.
1: Yes. Um, and I, th- I, th- I actually kind of brought this topic up myself today because I have, I have this weird theory feeling, uh, or I don't know exactly, that deja vu is kind of your opportunity to do things again, like a reset button. Um, and I think we've probably talked about that theory before that deja vu could be like in a video game where you've made it to a certain point, And then if you, you die save. after that, you, you, you say you do a checkpoint. And, and it seems like to me that often enough, um, you feel that deja vu and, and maybe it's sometime that there's some big mistake you're going to make after that. And you have your opportunity to try it again and try it again and try it again until you behave in the way that's not quote right or wrong, but that is the best version of you where you do the right thing when you have a choice that you could go either way.
0: So uh, I actually don't think that's what it is anymore because I went through a long string of having deja vu almost every day. And then I kind of found out that it was because I wasn't getting enough sleep. (laughs) But let's say that that is the case for a second. Um, What, well, how does that relate to your life?
1: Uh, Well, the way that I think it relates to our lives is that, um, first of all, it's a reminder to be aware. Okay, when you have that feeling, if you can make that your trigger for going, oh, you know what, I'm not being as aware of how I want to be in the world. It's just like having a coach when you're doing, and I'll just use weight training, because I'm doing weight training with lots of people right now. And as I, as I'm coaching them, I might be talking about their body position. And as soon as I bring that to their attention, they'll, they'll adjust their body position, but then they'll stop breathing. I'm like, oh, well, keep breathing, you know, do this. But as you're trying to you know, juggle so many things in your life. You don't have a coach going along to going, oh by the way, don't forget to go to the bank. Oh by the way, don't forget to, you know, not be judgmental. Oh wait, oh oh by the way, don't forget to, you know, treat this person kindly even though they're really ticking you off. Um Instead, you have internal cues that do that. But as we don't eat well, we don't sleep well, we, you know, we're under a lot of stress and we think everybody else in the world is causing all of our problems. We don't really have a third party to do that, but we do have internal cues. And I think deja vu is one, deja vu is one of them. Now, maybe it's not really a reset, but it is a, ooh I've had this feeling before and I don't know what to do with this feeling. So maybe we turn it into a a personal cue to try to be more aware of how you are acting in the world. And that when things come up where you've got a choice, and you know, in your in your bones that one of them's right, the other one's not so right. Maybe that's what it's for. So let's just talk about though, not not how you get a reminded, not deja vu. That's why we're doing this topic is because I've had this, this theory bubbling up for me a lot recently, but really about what is the right thing for you? What are you uh, doing the right thing, and when you do it, and what kind of what kind of what kind of tricks do we play on ourselves to not do the right thing? Um, and I know you've got some thoughts about that, or I can keep going.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I got plenty of thoughts about it, but it's just like uh, in whatever the scenarios. I actually have kind of a twist on it: is that doing the right thing doesn't necessarily mean self sacrifice or like letting something happen or it's a lot of times it's it's like a, a, it's not it's not so dire like you know doing the right thing like oh yeah save that piece of bread for the starving kid or whatever it's much more like uh it's much more often something like you have something to contribute in this scenario and you're just too scared to do it but doing the right thing is to get over that fear and do it anyway for example like well, I'll use an example from last week, like doing a dance class. If you're teaching a dance class and you know you could do something to get people excited and you don't do it because you're afraid of looking stupid, then doing the right thing would be to get over that fear and just do it anyway. Or like <clears throat> if you're in a rush to get somewhere and or even if you just don't feel like doing something, you're on you're driving down the road, you see somebody who not driving down the road you're walking down the sidewalk let's give a more regular example you're walking down the sidewalk somebody's like oh I don't know how to uh, fix this battery on my phone and you're an expert in phone batteries and it'll take you 30 minutes however many, 10 minutes to help them but you're like I don't want to do that you can just keep going doing the right thing in that scenario is like oh, I'm gonna help them or just I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying, though?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I th- I think sometimes when we talk about the right thing, we think about major, you know, you know, rob this bank, don't rob this bank, you uh-huh. know, yeah, and then divorce your spouse or don't divorce your spouse. But life is is really made up of lots of really small moments that that each one, just like eating one donut won't won't kill you, but eating a you know a donut every day or donuts every meal, you know, eventually you're gonna tip. I think what you're saying is that the small moments doing the right thing is using your talents and gifts to contribute to the world.
0: And Um, I was just thinking earlier, you were saying um, how you don't have a coach always there to remind you about like paying attention to this or paying attention to that. And I was saying, well, how do we do anything then if we're not paying attention to anything? And it's because You've internalized and subconsciousized all of those actions. So I think the trick is to turn doing the right thing into a subconscious act rather wow. than into I a like conscious that. act. Yeah. I think that's right. I think, no, because living is too much effort when you have to be aware of everything. That's true. Like one of the tenets of a lot of spiritual thinking and personal development thinking, is to be aware of everything you're doing. I find that exhausting. So I feel like the way to get past that and to get through that is to be aware of it until it's unaware.
1: Until like, it's a until, habit.
0: Yeah, until the right thing is a habit. Yeah. So instead of just doing all the habits that you have, because they may be good or bad, they've kind of just been formed automatically. Now you look at your life and you basically edit and you say okay i like this that i do i'm gonna keep that just that keep that tape going i don't like the way i tie my shoes so i'm gonna do it the other way until it becomes automatic which for me now it's finally almost automatic to tie it the right way now i'm kind of confused i don't remember which was the right way i just do the way the new way (laughs) and i'm pretty sure i'm still doing it the new way i'm not sure but it's just like that so like telling the truth uh
1: Becomes your your norm instead of the little white lies for social acceptance that you do. Um, Well, I kind of well, I agree with that in a general principle, but I don't agree with being aware as being exhausting. Um, What I what I find being aware of is that it makes me enjoy the things that I'm doing so much more, and I want to get back to enjoy too because we talked about that. Okay, well, I
0: mean. I'm totally down with that, and I'm like, you should be totally aware and in the moment of whatever you're doing, but I'm not down with trying to, like, I find it too, exa- I have too many other things I want to do than to always be thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? So I w- try to get all of those, am yeah. I doing the right okay. things, just subconscious.
1: That that clarifies it for me, because I, I agree, like, like when you're driving, you know, when you're first learning to drive, you're literally having to think about every everything, you know, what are your hands doing? What are your feet doing? Are you looking in the mirrors? Are you looking ahead? Are you anticipating? Are you doing all of that? And after you do it for a while, it becomes more subconscious. Um, and in fact, it, it has to get subconscious or you, you just can't, you can't operate if you have to be totally conscious of every detail of your life. So I agree in, in, to that extent. Um, and I think it would be lovely if, if I could always do the right thing and and not even think about it being the right thing. Right now, I have to pat myself on the back every time I do the right thing because that helps me remember that I want to do it.
0: I'm not pausing it. Oh, sorry, I thought you were. Something.
1: <laughs> I saw his hands moving. I thought, oh, he's doing something. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, what are some areas where it's hard for you to do the right thing?
1: Um, It is generally... Circumstances that involve someone that I have not. Okay, let's pause on that for a second. Yeah.
0: Let's define what the right thing is, real quick, because it's kind of like that metaphor. It's like there's no right or wrong. It's where are you trying to go? Yeah. And the classic example that Neil Donald Walsh used was Are you trying to get to San Jose? Because if you're trying to get to San Jose, you're heading towards Seattle or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that's all it is, is looking at what you're doing. Is that getting you towards where you want to go? Yeah. Like, you know, what's funny is I saw on Twitter the other day, there's this dude and he was posting, I don't even know this dude. I'm not too sure how I started following him, but he was making comments about how his face was just too unfortunate. I don't know what you would say in English, but he wrote it in Japanese. It's the word is like zanin, which means like regrettable, (laughs) but you can use it for your face and be like, oh, my face is just kind of zanin. But He was just basically saying he can't get any girls because his face doesn't look good enough. And I'm like, yo, I don't know who told you that, but that is not the truth of reality. (laughs) Like, there's probably lots of reasons you're not being able to get a girl, but that one can absolutely be overcome. Like, that is not insurmountable to say the least. Yeah. Especially on that end. Like, if it's the other way around for a girl, I understand you guys have it tougher as far as looks go. But for a guy, it like, almost doesn't even matter what a guy looks like.
1: Yeah, that's um, true. Because women are much more forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that too. But I mean, women just, uh, they don't seem to care as much. It's like guys care way too much about that. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? I was saying that his directions were wrong. Like, yeah. his, he thinks that his way towards getting girls is having a better looking face. For one thing, it's ridiculous because he can't change yeah, that. Yeah, can't change Unless that. he wants to get facial surgery or makeup or whatever. But for another thing, it's just like your directions are wrong, so you're heading the wrong way. It's like uh, Cenk Uger on YouTube is always talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. It's automobiles, and they're driving on the wrong side of the road, and everybody's yelling at him. It's like, you're driving the wrong way! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree. And we use the word, you know, do the right thing, but it, we could just as easily go, you know, stay on course or or you know, I can't think of any other ones right right now, but really we're just talking about living an intentional life and then guiding your actions and your way of being towards Whatever it is you intend for your life to be like. So if you, you know, if you really intend, which I think is a perfectly valid thing, is that your life will be all about fun. Then, then the way that you behave in, in, that, in your life, as long as you're doing things that will lead to having fun, then you're doing the right thing. Um, if your idea of fun is, um, and I'm going to just say something crazy, like uh, shooting guns then you are doing the right thing. If you're shooting guns, even though lots of people will say, you know, but that's a bad thing to do. And I'm not talking about shooting guns at people. Um, Although if that's really, if you're, if that's what you are, then, then you will be having fun because that's what you want to do. I hope there's not anybody out there that does it just for that. But, but the point is if you, whatever your intention is and you are do and you're going towards that, then that is the quote right thing in your life. Um, I hear lots of people say, and I'm going to just talk about the older people say about younger people, you know, they're just going to have to learn someday that that's not the way that the world works. And I hopefully have gotten beyond that because the fact of the matter is, is nobody knows how the world works. And lots of people who say those kinds of things, my experience with them is that they're not very satisfied with their lives. So if I were going to say what is the right thing for everybody, I would say the first right thing is to find out what you want your life to be like, set your course, set a path, you know, figure out where you're going, how you want to be in the world. And then doing the right thing is always anything that leads to that. So for me, for instance, I really want to connect with the people that I end up being in proximity with all the time in a positive, helpful, loving, kind way. So if that's what I want, and I go into the grocery store, and I stand with my eyes averted to the floor and in a closed position, and, you know, don't talk to anybody or don't look at anybody, I am not doing the right thing for what I want in my life. There's no moral decision about that. It's not that I'm a good person or a bad person. I'm just not doing what I need to do in order to connect with people when I come into close proximity with them.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I look back on my own life and I see how many times I knew what the right thing was for me and I wasn't doing it for whatever reasons. But I feel like you always know what the right thing is for yourself, whatever it happens to be. But You just know. And one of the big ones for me actually is that it's like connecting with other people. I always feel uncomfortable when I don't just engage with people. Like when I have to already have been comfortable with somebody to engage with them and then I don't just make myself comfortable right away. It's super uncomfortable. Like if somebody comes into the studio, just for example, and I'm, and I don't talk to them, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, why am I not engaging with this other human being here? Like this is, it's so funny because video games oftentimes have been like a, uh, like a signpost towards the way that I want to live. And one of them is that there's these role-playing games and there's these towns filled with people, right? And they're called NPCs, non-player characters. So are just standing there. You talk to them, you go up to them, you press a button and they'll say two sentences. And then you go on to the next person, they'll say two sentences. They all say the same thing or they all say their own particular thing, and they'll just say it ad nauseum no matter how many times you talk to them. But there is zero fear in talking to those people, right? You just go up and talk to them, and then you get their piece of information. That's the way I want actual life to be. That's the way I want to live my actual life, is that I go up and I talk to people, and I don't say, like, how's the weather or whatever. I, like, just it's like you just flirt with every person you see, yes. male or female, not like not flirting with an intention to get something, but just with the sense of like, like, what are we waiting for? Like, it's so frustrating me because I've waited for so long. That's I I'm kind of glad we're talking about it because it's a good reminder. And that's part of why I wrote every moment on my phone is because every single interaction it's like, this is what are you waiting for? Just be the person that you want to be right now. Stop waiting for some unknown reason like oh i don't i, I don't want to be here today i don't want to do this right now guess what man you are
1: here right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like so you either extricate yourself from this current situation and you do something else or you engage with what you've got right now yeah and it, it, it's really that simple that's it's like doing the right thing it's like do the right thing there's russell peters a comedian look up one of his skits called chinese sellers there's a part where he says hey be a man, do the right thing. <laughs> like, that's all it is. And it's like, I don't mean be a man as in be a, a male. Be a human being, man. And do the right thing. Like, there is no penalty. There are no penalties. Somebody's gonna yell at you, you tell them, no, you are not allowed to yell at me for this. You go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't even have to say that. You just go away yourself. You don't have to stay in the situation if it doesn't. But that, this I'm afraid of every other person in the world is, frankly, in my opinion, our collective decision to separate you from me and us from them and those guys from these guys is what leads to feelings of abandonment and resentment and all of those kinds of things that lead to bad actions plus your food, <laughs> which I'm not going to get back into that. But I do think the general uh, problem with our with our nutritional efforts in this country, um, well, in the world, I think lead to brain damage. But that's a whole nother topic. So I don't want to talk about that now. But the disconnection from the rest of humanity is the problem. Like, We've talked about this a little bit before, I think, but solitary confinement is the worst punishment that you can do to human beings. And there's now a a push to get rid of it in most of our prisons. And there's plenty of research to show it absolutely does not help the person. It makes it much worse when it's done. And it causes brain damage.
0: It's weird that they call them rehabilitation centers. They're anything but. They're just punishment centers. That's it, man. Yeah. It's just punishing people
1: well and and if we're trying to punish people for society to to feel it and know it, they don't see what goes on so the only people who are really seeing what's happening are the people who work in prisons and other prisoners and all they're seeing is meanness and i'm I'm not suggesting that we not punish people or you know or do something about it when somebody does something wrong but but the idea that we don't try to make the crime the punishment fit the crime or figure out a way to make it more useful and and i know that's you know lofty no, no, no. Talk. Let,
0: let's let's pause real quick to talk about this because we need to talk about political political correctness and the thought wars so i've been saying recently that facebook needs to be changed to thought wars like that needs to be the name of the site thoughtwars.com because everybody's just screaming at the top of their lungs trying to be heard and trying to tell other people how they're wrong here's the thing you can have whatever belief you want. It does not affect anything until action is done about it. Period. So like you can have so many different thoughts about the way the prison system should be done. Unless you're going to send a letter to a congressman, walk become a congressman, become a prison runner, any of those things, it's it's pointless. So like don't I don't think you need to preface your thoughts with like trying to like Already combat the naysayers or the combat the people who can have an opposite opinion. Oh yeah, just yeah, state a, whatever it is your truth is, and then just yeah, it's fine. Just like whatever, man. Let's all stop wasting our time on that and go learn how to read Hebrew or something.
1: I didn't get that <laughs> <laughs> Sanskrit. <laughs> um, well, okay, I, I do think that there is so much that that human beings, if we took all the creative power we have. I believe without any doubt, we could solve every problem that we have. But instead, we get into these, these factions of ideas. And I'm not just talking about nations or religions. Um, I'm talking also about, you know, scientists, educators, others that once we believe something, we don't, it's hard to let go of that belief even in the face of evidence that isn't true, the low fat, you know, thing is is a big deal. Like we've known scientifically for years, almost as, as soon as that low fat cra- crave craze was invented and the FDA took it over and, and cardiologists and every medical establishment has been touting it for years and our health has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse over time. But it's so hard to undo it. We we currently have um, the NFL with the head injuries and concussions and stuff. And there's that new movie with Will Smith coming out called yeah. Concussion and how a doctor who discovered the damage is being done is um, he made a movie about it and how the NFL fought it so hard. Um, I don't know how the movie ends, But I do know that last night during the Colts game, they showed a trailer for that movie during an NFL game. And your comment was, oh, I can't believe they're showing that right on the NFL. You know, it's, it's a it's a ding to them. I personally believe there must be somebody in the NFL and NBC and the makers of that movie who understand that unless they change the public perception, they can't change the game. You can't go and make NFL football safer and still make the money they're making, unless the general public that likes watching football agrees with you that it's necessary to do. And it's the first time is and maybe maybe that's not it at all. That's the way I'm choosing to look at it, because I I don't have any way of knowing. But as far as I know, it's the first time that the the organization responsible for the problem is allowing some third party to do something about changing the way it's being done somewhat voluntarily. I would, I would guess that there has to be some cooperation for that to have been on there. If the NFL is as powerful as the movie makes it seem like they are. Huh. How did I get onto that? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. All I know is that there's, well, that's because in that, in the trailer, Will Smith's character, the doctor who discovered what damage they were doing said, Tell the truth. Do the right thing. Tell the truth.
0: Oh, right. That's part That's of how a, we came up yeah, with this topic. Co- yeah, that is. Topic.
1: Yeah. Um, so everybody, everybody knows if they can quiet their mind long enough, leave behind what they think they already know and, they, and, they, and what they've always done, what everybody else does. If they really stop and get quiet and listen to their own voice, they always know what's the right thing to do for them. Not that there's an objective right or wrong, but for you and what you want your life to be like, you you know the right thing to do in every circumstance.
0: Yeah, that was just such a poignant moment. I had to pause. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But no, it's true. It's just, it's. I guess there's not that much we can really say about it other than, yes, you know what to do. You so know do what it. the right thing to do is, man. And the it's funny because you'd think this is kind of off topic, kind of related. You'd think that oh well I'm a Did I'm you a, just make a connection? <laughs> no, I was just realizing that podcasts they take a break so that in case they have any thoughts like this that they're like, I can't remember what I was going to say. So we're going to take a break. And then they come back up and say, why did you need to take a break if it's not live? (laughs) (laughs) Now I know. We're going to take a quick break. Okay, well, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I do know one thing. (laughs) The right thing for me is to go to bed early, and yet it's still difficult to do. That's what we were going to. Uh, We were going to ask that question. I cut you off. Are we talking about political correctness? But what are things that are hard to do that you know are the right thing to do? And one of them for me is going to bed early. I don't know why. It's like uh, future me and past me. Oh, that's what we were talking about last night. So I was saying that I feel like current me is always at war with future me. And future me is always mad at past me. (laughs) And then I think one of the conclusions we came to is like, oh, you know what I need to do is stop looking at ironically stop looking at the moment and look at the totality of my life it's like like i need to look at my future self as my current self you know and hey man when i go to bed early i just like it is objectively life is better Mm -hmm. and yet those couple of hours where i'm staying up later than i should be for some reason at the time i'm like that was totally worth it it's totally worth
1: it. Until the next day we go, totally wasn't worth it. <laughs> it totally wasn't worth it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, well, there are lots of things, and it usually is the the bad habits that we have in our life that we know are bad habits, but they're really hard. And, and we were, tangentially, we were talking just the other day about how construction takes so long, and deconstruction, you know, is like, Immediately, like you can knock down a house in a short period of time. And, and, I was, and I was like, well, why is it so hard to deconstruct bad habits? It's because habits, once they have to be replaced with a different one, it's you know, you can't, there's a space now, there's a groove and and it has to be filled you in can't it's it's sort of like it has to be const- it, it's a it's a it's a negative space. Oh, it's a negative space that has to be filled up with something positive. So short, it is construction. Yeah,
0: short of uh, amnesia, you can't unlearn something. Yeah. You can't unsee something. You can't forget how to ride a bike, for instance. Unless you hit your head and then you have amnesia and then yeah. you can't remember how to do it. Sometimes that does happen though. Yeah. Like Even just like your brain doesn't have enough minerals for something. (laughs) And like, because I remember sometimes I, one time I was playing rock band, you know, the game rock band Mm -hmm. and I was playing the drums on it and suddenly my eyes could not focus on the notes properly. I couldn't do it. I was like, what is going on right now? And it was probably just, I was eating like crap all the time. But that short of that, you have to fill, you have to use the same groove that a bad habit has.
1: Yeah. And, and you, put have to it f- in you have, have to fill something one. else. You have to fill it with something else. So it is construction. But so for me, the things that are hard that are, that I know the right thing, um, they almost always revolve around personal habits. Like in, out in the world, I think I do a pretty good job of always doing the right thing. And not, not just my Pollyanna. Yeah, a Pollyanna-ishness. Um, but my, I feel like when it comes to interacting with someone else, I've set that intention and I'm doing pretty pretty good at it. When I, when I see things um, in the world that, you know, even minor things. Uh, well, I'll point out one that I did today. I went to, met my mom at Shoe Carnival to exchange some boots. There was a, we went to Five Guys to Eat, And afterwards, there was a Kohl's um, shopping cart in front of Shoe Carnival and mom was getting ready to go to Kohl's. So I asked her if she wanted to walk that over and she said, well, no, I'm going to drive. And I'm like, you know, it's in the same shopping center. I didn't think she was going to drive. And I was like, well, okay, then I'll walk it over. And then she said, okay, well, I'll walk it over if that's what you're going to do. But it just occurred to me that the person who went over to Shoe Carnival and left the Kohl's shopping cart, they knew somebody would eventually come and get it. And there's no reason that we had to take it back. But we're going that way, or at least my mom was. I wasn't, but and, and once I'd made the decision that it needed to go back, it, was, it, it seemed like the perfectly right thing to do for me to just take it back. Oftentimes, I'll take the shopping carts back when I'm in a parking lot. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't take me any longer to get in, and it helps somebody out. The things that I have trouble with, though, are the things like going to bed early, Um eating the right foods, all of those kind of personal habits that you know I know why those make- are so
0: much harder is because those uh, you have a physical desire working against you. You have your biochemistry working against you yeah. in that instance. So your biochemistry says, I'm not tired. I don't want to go to sleep. You're like, mm, okay, that's very the, you make a very persuasive argument. <laughs> I don't know if I can argue with that And then your biochemistry says, I want to eat everything. And you said, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do it. You eat everything. But whereas doing the cart, well, actually, you know, your biochemistry does work against you in that too. Because if you're sick and tired, your biochemistry says, we are not, We're not that taking cart. that extra energy. We're not using any extra energy to do anything for anybody yeah. so yeah. they can go poop on themselves. So what,
1: so what has helped me though, n- now that I have made that realization that I find it very easy to go the extra mile to do the right thing to go to do the best I can do, when it will either help someone else, or it will prevent harm to someone else. So on my personal habits, when I start to make the wrong decision, I absolutely have to go, but I will be better for this purpose tomorrow. That's not just about me. Because me, I don't mind hurting. Other people I do. So doesn't always work, and I've only just discovered it recently, but so like going to bed early, it helps me to go to bed early because I will feel better the next day, so all of my interactions with people the next day will be better.
0: Yeah, it's funny, because I've come to that conclusion before. It didn't really help oh. me actually make the change. I, I wish it had, but like I've thought before. I was like, you know, it's almost like a moral imperative for me to go to bed early just for my interactions with the rest of society. like as a contribution to society it is imperative that i go to bed early yeah like yeah my- but
1: that i we both know your brain your brain as soon as you said that was going you can't tell me what to do <laughs> you can't true. make me go to bed early yeah that's true yeah yeah so you you started fighting at the moment you thought it um
0: well it's weird because like there was a period of time for like almost a month where i just was able to do it i went to bed early and i was just like oh, okay yeah i can do this in the past two or three nights, I've done it, and I don't really know what the difference is. But some
1: days it's better.
0: <laughs> but I know that it's possible. Like it's funny because like for me, the happy ending is totally assured. Like it's it's weird. It almost sounds like religious to a point when I say that. Like I I think my way that sounds like religious almost. But it, I absolutely believe it. It's like whatever it is that I want, the it's assured. It, it doesn't really matter to me if it's not if, if somebody comes up and says, oh yeah, it's unrealistic. It's like, the only thing you can prove me wrong is death. Yeah. And even then you can't prove me wrong. Cause I don't know what's going to happen after death.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might, they might be right, but you might be starting all over again and get to try again and the next time you'll make it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. the, the happy ending is assured. So like whatever I want, like I might have like days where it's like, man, this looks like far away. I just, I don't know how I got that faith but somehow i have that unshakable faith that whatever it is i want no matter how crappy today is or how off the track i am i'm like oh i'm gonna make it
1: yep. well that's a that's a that's a good thing and i
0: it makes doing the right thing easier it because makes the doing the right like, thing
1: easier and it makes makes when you have the thought of doing something that will be harmful to other people in order to get where you want you don't have to do that because you know you're going to get it so it's easy to make yeah, the other decision. That's true. When you don't, you don't have to total- feel like
0: there's scarcity.
1: Yeah, you don't feel like there's scarcity. You don't feel like you don't feel resentful. You don't feel like you have to take it from someone else. Like when you go to bed early, it does not take anything from anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It is purely you the the struggle and the fight. And yourself that, oh, I'm going to miss something or I didn't get to experience enough things. Yeah. Um,
0: you know what? Sometimes it boils down to is that I only feel like doing certain things at night right before I'm about to go to bed. It's like I'll have games that I'm into and I'm like, I, I really want to play this and I'll play it at night. But in the morning, as soon as I get up, I'm like, I have no desire to play that right now. Yeah. I want to read I think Twitter. You,
1: I think you are inside. You are a, a musician. And not the musicians that play for the orchestra, so they practice every day, all day during the day, and then they play at seven o'clock and they're done at nine. I think you have the body and soul of a late night rock star. <laughs> so you just you 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 get energized late in the night. You feel like your enjoyment is that time, and then you need to sleep late in the morning. Um, That's
0: all- you know maybe that that might just be the truth too because. Some, the start of Adventure Archives, the very first video I ever did in that style was done at like three in the morning. Like, it just suddenly came to me, and I was like, "Oh, I got to work on this." And I stayed up to yeah. like four, and I had a class at seven thirty. That was very painful in the morning. But that work right there, even now, that video is still pretty good. But it started something great. So maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. that is my issue. Yeah, and
1: uh, so well, maybe
0: I need to like find a way to. Well, orient- and you're half
1: Asian. You, your biological clock might be Asian. This is your nighttime.
0: Oh, that's possible, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that there is, I believe there's something to that, that our DNA, depending on where we came, where where, where, where we originated, um, really does impact your, your biological clock. For me, I know, I know what it is. I need to eat before three in the afternoon and I need to be, you know, or not, not three, <laughs> but like by five, I need to have <sighs> eaten or otherwise I'm not going to sleep well.
0: which is crazy mm -hmm.
1: which is crazy but you
0: get that cell phone away from your head yeah and get the cell
1: phone
0: Uh, that's that's a side note Uh,
1: okay so let's let's wrap up doing the right thing because I think we beat it to death Um, but I want to talk about two other things just briefly go for it okay first one is if you haven't seen The Martian
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) yes The Martian go
1: see it it's one of the few movies I've seen in a long time where there's no bad guy there's no gratuitous sex. There's no, you know, pitting one person against another or one race against anybody together. can
0: watch it. And it's for everybody. Yeah, and it's nobody's just made to be wonderful.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Second, um, I want to talk about the word enjoy, which I have used I use that as my closing on letters and emails and stuff all the time I have because I, I, I really want to encourage people to do that. But I I'm not sure everybody understands what that what the meaning of enjoy is. Um, enjoy, if I say enjoy that party you're going to, it doesn't mean go there and find what fun there is and experience and that. Suck it out. Suck out the joy yeah. from that party. No, Enjoy is just like enable. It means give ability. Give joy. Enjoy that party means go and be happy and spread your happiness and make that a joyful thing.
0: Can you orient that mic so that it's actually? I thought uh, it was. No, the foam is, but the mic isn't. Oh
1: there well, it's been like that all the Down time. A Down a little.
0: Uh, yeah, it's been bothering me too. I just haven't it's said. Why didn't you say before.
1: something to get full the way finished? Know, I
0: just, now I finally couldn't take it.
1: <laughs> you did the right thing finally. Uh, so
0: the <laughs> <laughs> it's I think one of the big myths that we're operating under is that in myth, in the sense of a falsity. So let me rephrase because a myth can be just like an archetype. A falsity that we're all operating under often is that giving will not get you anything. Giving is getting. Like when it, especially when it comes to people, anything you give to somebody, you're going to get back. It doesn't matter. Even if the person is an ungrateful piece of garbage, you still get something out of that. And it's... Not given to him anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's but, not uh, that. But it could be whatever. It could be like, oh, well, he must have... It could give you understanding or yeah. compassion or whatever. But that's one of the big things. It's like, enjoy. We're always looking to take things out of things. Yeah. But really, it's about what what we contribute is what gives us the most yeah. joy.
1: So like when someone say... Oh, Satisfaction. I'll say... You know, or someone will say, you know... Oh, you should, you know, I would like for you to come to this party. Well, I don't enjoy parties. Yep, and when you say I don't enjoy them, you are you are taking responsibility right right then that you're not going to have fun because the only way you can have fun is to bring joy to the party. Yeah. Um and almost everything that you do, you can you can infuse it with whatever you want to infuse it with like you can go to a party and you can infuse it with bitterness and anger and destroy a party. You can go to a Zumba class and someone's like, well, I don't think it's very, you know, I don't enjoy Zumba. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. You don't. And if you did, you'd have a great time, but you don't. It's not, it's not something that enjoying something is not something that happens to you. It's, it's, it's you happening to the event.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I think back to, uh, when I was in college, if I had known then what I know now, every party would have been so much fun. Like it would have been so much fun. But back then I was like, Oh, I hate parties. I don't know what to do there. And it's like, I knew exactly what to do. I just wasn't, for some reason, I was afraid to do it. Like we've discussed that ad nauseum, but It's like now it'd be like, no, it's like I go there and I be myself. Yeah. I do my thing. And it'd be so much fun. And
1: people would get to know you, the real you. Not that not that weird guy standing in the corner with his arms folded, doesn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was just such it's confusion. The uh, I feel like a lot of my life has just been Going the wrong way, thinking that I'm going the right way. I was like, no, that's not what I was looking for. I was like, oh, well, I was going the wrong way.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's never too late to to set the course. You know, reset your course and go whichever way you want to go. And it's never it's never too late to decide. There's a different endpoint that you want. Yeah, there's a different there's a different goal. You don't you know what I wanted when I was in my 20s is way different than I want when I'm in my 50s, and and I'm sure it will be even more different, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, or fifty years from now, or seventy years when I'm 120, I'm 125, <sighs> which I plan to get there. um And I and I'm going to assume that I my body's going to going to hold out for a lot longer than it's average.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, do you think that people, if they always have something they want to do the next day, they'll never die? <laughs>
1: Well, I personally think I'm never going to die.
0: <laughs> there was a there was this Italian immigrant village in the U.S. where it's just made from all these same people in the same Italian village, but they all immigrated to the same place. And every night they would eat dinner all together as a big village, and their life expectancy was like 25 percent longer than anybody else's, and they all had the same amount of disease and all that stuff that everybody had. So the author was positing that. Maybe it was just because they had something they looked forward to every day. And it's like every day you woke up, I can't wait for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And that made them live longer. So in the same way, if every day you're like, man, I can't wait to learn French tomorrow. Man, I can't wait to go rugby tomorrow, whatever it is, because I mean, Zumba every day, like that's. Every day when I feel good, that's what I'm like. I'm like, I can't wait to do this, this, and that. And my stuff is so boring and mundane, it's, like, ridiculous. So, like, when I'm actually doing things that are amazing and cool, like, it's even more so. Like, I can't wait to do this and that. But, like, today I was like, I can't wait to get my sauerkraut made and do my laundry. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I looked forward to. I don't know why. That's really weird. But... Just
1: I look forward to clean clothes and to- washing and drying is not bad. It's that folding and putting away thing that's really hard for me. <laughs>
0: that's like the best part. Oh, God. That's like when that's like when when you fold it, you're just like, oh, finally! Like I I just finished my friends. I'm helping him sell a bunch of stuff on eBay it's just totally as a favor. I'm not getting anything out of it. And subsequently, I'm getting kind of tired of it. And, like, when I sell my own stuff, it's great. You get money, you're like, woo-hoo. When I sell his stuff, I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of this. This is just a, a chore, but I'm doing it to help him. Now that I finish this round and I'm just like, well, here's all the stuff I couldn't sell. Well, good luck. Getting rid of that final box, it feels so good. You're just like, oh, yes, that is great. I'm done with this Freedom. crap. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just want to, like, I, I... I've really been thinking recently, I was like, you know, I'm going to make my life perfect. And even if it only lasts for like a week, I'm going to enjoy that week. And I have total faith that my life is going to be perfect. Like every aspect of everything I want to have happen, I'm going to get it just right. Just for a week. It's just like the Simpsons. Homer, one time, he got his life perfect, right? It was before they had Maggie. It was like a flashback episode. And at night, he's praying. At this point, he doesn't know that Marge is pregnant with with Maggie. So he's like, dear God. Right now, my life is completely perfect. If you will freeze everything exactly the way it is, I will never bother you again. <laughs> Sincerely, Homer. And then, that was his prayer. And then the next day, he finds out that they were having Maggie, and that upset all the balance. Because like, he like calculated, he started working at a bowling alley. He calculated their expenses exactly. Like Everything was perfect. And then it got upset. But for a small portion of time, his life was perfect. And I'm like, I'm going to get that. I plan on making it last a little bit longer, but I'm like, I'm going to make it perfect.
1: Okay. Well, and then I think, I'm just going to remind you of the other Simpson episode, the Halloween episode, where he goes into like alternative universes and, and he misses the one where, you know, because he doesn't pay attention, he's like, oh no, donuts, I got to go away, even though everything else was perfect, you know, the, the... Yeah,
0: everything was perfect, and he said, Marge, would you kindly pass me a donut? He goes, donut? What's a donut? Then he runs out, he goes like, he screams running out, and then... <laughs> It starts raining donuts as he's gone. It's like,
1: oh, it's raining again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one that he sets on, settles on is pretty much what his life was before he started going to alternate universes. Except everybody has forked tongues. Yeah. He goes, ah, eh, close enough.
0: <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> the real moral of this story is that my life is already perfect. Yes. It's like on those days when I choose to realize it, then... Yeah. Like that's when it's perfect. But just on a like a more mm, superficial on a kind practical of like, level. superficial like no just like straight up I want everything to be perfect. I'm going to get everything perfect.
1: <laughs> just for a little while. <laughs> well then. Okay, so you know where your where Seattle is, don't go to San Bernardino then. <laughs> go to bed early. <laughs>
0: okay, so far so good. Okay, uh, any closing thoughts? No. <laughs> okay thanks for listening to the rebel fitness podcast we'll be back the next two weeks we are gonna be pre-recorded episodes because i'm gonna be in japan maybe we'll talk about japan or something next week thanks for listening